Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104. Okay, it's Room 104. It's Cormac and Saoirse here. And uh, you can let us know if you've ever made a monumental cock up on the job because this is what this part of the show is about I've done that many times but I did it really badly at one stage before I had a proper full time job in here what did you do? I was spinning which is when you're dealing with the desk when somebody's out on the roadhog which is our big bus yeah oh yeah someone has to be back at base someone pushing buttons base. and moving levers exactly it was around Halloween so I thought well I'm going to bring in my horse mask and scare <laughs> scare someone in the newsroom so uh, after they finished their bulletin they were meant to come in to me because that's yeah. what they do for a little chat yeah. and I didn't realise the heads of uh, the company from the UK were over and then, then when, when Sisha says heads of the company this is the heads of the heads of oh, the yeah, heads this, is of, like this the, isn't your regional manager no. this is like oh god no oh no they were showing them around actually <laughs> so I got down on four knees four knees I got down on all fours and started neighing like a horse and uh, they opened the door with the, face, with the horse mask with the on. horse mask and I had no eyes so I couldn't see and then so anyway they'd walked in and I thought it was Dan the sports reader and I was neighing at his feet and but it, it turned wasn't out to be feet. like one of the chief executives of the entire conglomerate yeah. so it took me about honestly 20 seconds to, to actually take it off and stand back up. I can just imagine the person giving them, yeah, we have a really swift, smooth organisation running here at F104. We're yeah. doing things really well. Uh, come in and would you like to see our on-air studios? Would you, would you like to see an adult female just neighing at you? Yeah, sure, come on. Uh, it's 20 quid an hour. That's all she charges. You can come in. But if you, uh, listen, any, any cock-ups, let us know what's the worst thing, the worst mistake you've ever made on the job. 0876797104 because it's time for My Worst Gig, which is where we bring on some of the best comedians in the country to tell you about their worst days at work. Yeah. I suppose. You know, so if you have any good ones, happy days. Uh, you can let us know. We can all laugh at our misery a long time later. Joining us now this evening, you'll recognise this guy's face from the Spar ad years ago, which was famous. You'll recognise him from countless uh, viral videos from the Republic of Telly. If you've seen him, if you've been to any of the festivals, comedy festivals, whether it's Electric Picnic, the Cat Laugh, the Vodafone Comedy Festival, he's always the one that will be ripping the behind out of it, as they say. Dancing on ice as well. Dancing on ice, yeah. which, yeah, dancing on ice uh, last year as well. We are delighted to have the wonderful. Mr. Fred Cook on the line. Fred, how are you? Oh, guys, I'm just so happy to talk to anyone at this stage. How are you? <laughs> I know, it's actually, it's really good for us at the moment because usually important yeah. people are busy but no one's allowed to do anything. Yeah. 
Oh, that's why you got me. <laughs> that's, that's how we finally, we've been annoying Fred for years now. We're like, exactly, Fred, come yeah, on, yeah. now he's yeah. in quarantine. Well, you, could ha- you could hardly have said that you were working. <laughs> yeah, a few gigs, uh, no, exactly, you don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if, your ex is, if your ex is telling you now that she's not in her house, she probably is. Yeah, she's not. I'm there with the car, you're like, oh, God, what's going on? You're getting a bit worried. Fred, you've been gigging, obviously, for a hell of a long time now, and you said you've done the biggest stages in the country, and you've gigged in some of the, in all of the best places around here in the UK and, and elsewhere and further abroad but you know what comes with the territory is for all those good gigs every so often there might be one or two bad ones um, along the way so would you, would you be willing this, this evening to share oh, with yeah, some of your yeah, yeah. worst ones I mean it took me it took me years to get uh, competently good at stand-up comedy that it could work and before that it was chaos <laughs> and uh, I got lost in a room and I had uh, like, and I didn't have the technique or the, the, the cadence to separate what was happening in the room for me to start my show. Like, I remember one time uh, doing a gig for University Hospital Galway. Now, this was 11 years ago, and uh, I was going to do 10 minutes, and uh, the, the DJ didn't have that much subtlety, you know what I mean? And the wonderful charity, Make-A-Wish Foundation, were, were behind it. So, and the head of the Make-A-Wish Foundation was there and he wasn't going to speak, but he did and decided to put him on just before me. So, and a wonderful man and he left doctors and surgeons in tears, you know what I mean, with the yeah. content of talking about yeah. terminally ill kids. And it was it was very sad, it was, it was quite hard and obviously I'm panicking and then the, D, the, the MC didn't take that moment to separate it because he knew I was coming out next and then he just goes, after this man from Make-A-Wish making surgeons and doctors and specialists cry, and then he takes the microphone off him and then he goes, right, now comedy and throws me the microphone. <gasps> so, uh, wow. here you go, you know. Oh, no. Absolutely. And I remember walking out. Now, I had no stage time at the time. My material was weak. And uh, I, I do remember my sister was in front of me, like, because she's a nurse in University Hospital. And uh, looking back, uh, uh, I, I could have dealt with it, but I didn't have the the technique, the stage time to do it. Do you know? Uh, oh, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's a simple acknowledgement. It's taking a beat and then it's using the room to bring yourself in. And I didn't do that, so it was a disaster in every way. Like So I, I often look back at that. I've done a wedding and... Uh, once again, I only got good at doing weddings in the last three years. Yeah, hang on, hang on. I, I, don't, I don't want to jump onto that wedding just yet, Fred, because I want to just talk about how that gig in the hospital started. Yeah, and how did it end? And how did it end? Like, people didn't even... Because the the, the, the MC, like, uh, he just even said, no comedy, and no one even heard him say that. So I walked out, and everyone's like, who's this lad? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> you know? And uh, it was like weren't listening you know no one was just listening to me and like, were you uh, performing in front of a room full of people crying and everyone was oh, just that's like it. <laughs> and like so then like crying and uh, and like these are people who are well experienced in the medical world and but yeah. then like I just became toilet time people get up and started going <laughs> oh no <laughs> and how long did the so set that, last ten uh, I did I did six minutes oh I was meant God. to do fifteen and I uh I just went, it's not even working. And no one even knew I was a comedian. They just thought it was some lad who just broke in or something like that. <laughs> and uh, I just gave the microphone back to your man. And uh, I'll just never forget. I wasn't driving at the time, so uh, I didn't hang around. I just, 
it was out in Salt Hill, so I got the. I walked into town and got the train back. Going, oh, how horrible! That, was that, that wasn't one of those gigs where you were know? waiting around to get a, a pint bought for you afterwards. You went, hey, what's going on there? Oh, exactly. Like, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> it. When they love you, love you. When you don't, just there's, there's no lonelier place. But I, I know that uh, something. I think McSavage said it that uh, when you leave a venue and you leave, you start leaving the the place. You leave the town. You leave the county. You get closer to your home your own home you start feeling a bit better about yourself again yeah <laughs> I, I can imagine that you was a completely lo- separate yourself from the place I, I can imagine it was a lonely enough train ride yeah. home oh it was it definitely was and uh, you're so new to it as well These are, I shouldn't have done that gig you know yeah. and like, the funny thing about it is is that I remember uh, an interview Tommy Tiernan did on the Meat Chronicle uh, quick just a minute thing and he said any, any advice for young comedians and me reading this and he goes do every gig do everything <laughs> And in a way, he's right. Do everything. But what you will learn from something like that, uh, the main thing you will learn if you die on stage is, uh, is the main thing you will learn, no matter, you can do that gig again and again and again and still do shit. And then the main thing you learn is to never do a gig like that again. <laughs> say no to them. But like you can't... That's the main thing you can learn. Why say would no they to, ever... No to work. Why would they suggest a comedian for something like that? Something so well, dark? No, you see, see, the thing is with... with well, the thing is, uh, it's... Like, there was a good band playing, and it was a nice sunny day, and, like, there was good intent and fun. But this guy wasn't going to speak, and he did. So no one was in the wrong. I wasn't even in the wrong. Like, the, the audience weren't in the wrong. It was just something that happened. Yeah. You know, okay. and uh, so... He was, was a terrible really, warm-up yeah. act, Fred. That's what yeah. it was. Terrible support Oh, act. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bring him to all my gigs now. <laughs> <laughs> you should have said it to him afterwards. I'd, what are you doing to the crowd, yeah. man? Seriously. Uh, you, you, you're you rude mates of mine uh, during the band I won't say who they are and uh, they told me once a guitarist this is true that they had to support Monday on a trailer in Donegal in some festival and they had to play for an hour that was her contract and they were getting paid and getting accommodation and for an hour they were on a trailer in a yard and no one was in front of them they played to no one for an hour and then he said that 20 minutes into this no, like 20 minutes into playing for, to no one this little dog walked in front of the yard and had a shit <laughs> <laughs> and then she continued to walk away like not all the band scene for an hour that's brilliant I mean so like if showbiz starts there it can only get better that's true you know what I mean like yeah. if you in a Beckett way if you just are if you, like in Oscar Wilde where you look at the gutter like yeah. and you're, it can only get better oh that's absolutely that's magic I can see that you I know. can see that vividly in my yeah. mind the dog just dogs not even caring yeah. Yeah. dogs yeah. do that at the most inappropriate times <laughs> always the dog speaking the mind of the people are going listen I got this guys don't worry about it right so, so you were mentioned there as well weddings because I've, I've never done a I've been to numerous weddings over the last few mm. years I've never actually seen like I've seen one or two good speeches yeah. it's very difficult for yeah. a best man to do a, a wedding well um, but I can imagine it's mm. insanely difficult for a comedian coming in from the outside easy. Because you, people are in good form, they're in good spirits. They probably had a okay, few ha- too many. But half the room has their back to you because of the round tables yeah. in a wedding. They can't, yeah. they can't look at you, and you're not part of any tribe that's no, there. You're, not. you're an outsider. Yeah, yeah. You know, I would say weddings are full of in jokes that some people, some tables will get, and some others well, that's will get. The thing. And it's the same rule for corporates as well. And it, it took me a few years to realise it that when you do a gig at a wedding, they want you to do comedy. But what people won't tell you is it's not about you. It's actually nothing to do with you, even though you're asked to do it. So you have to some way spoon your material into the audience uh, to make it about them. And that took me, I've only got my head around that in the last two years. And do you know, it was actually, ironically enough, down to do loads of weddings over the next few months when obviously they're, they're cancelled 
for yeah. the moment, which is fine. All divorced, separated. Were <laughs> uh, <laughs> you riding the brides again, Fred? <laughs> yeah, it was actually her ringing me. I didn't even know she wanted me to get. And I was like, are you sure about this? Can we keep this on the quiet? But, uh, but like, I know, like, uh, like for example, I'll always, uh, like, I did a wedding uh, in, uh, in Stephen's Green Hotel there, and uh, the lady's name was Hannah. Now, I've used a joke, which I normally use on stage, which you might have heard Cormac before. Uh, but I, I walked on stage and I went, I went out to the wedding. And the first thing I say is, uh, oh, you know, how you doing? Okay, I thought it among strangers because I'm not part of this wedding. So you're obviously acknowledging that, making them feel comfortable with that. Yeah. So you go, oh, yeah, well, I thought it was... I thought it'd be among strangers because I'm not part of this wedding. But luckily enough, I recognise a good few of you from Tinder already. <laughs> that's what I say, right? Ah, uh, that's good. And then I go, and I go, hello, Hannah, how are you? <laughs> and that's the bride. So it's a win-win. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? I like so, that. So that's you using your material and incorporating it into bringing the audience in. So that's uh, so those those tricks, and you have to create those tricks because no one's gonna, no one gives a shit about what you like on TV or what you don't like on TV at a wedding because it's not about you on uh, sitting in on TV. No one cares. And then one of my first gigs I did, the first time I got paid in comedy, I was asked to show uh, the Christmas, these Christmas uh, corporate gigs and different companies are meeting at tables in the hotel and they all sit down and have dinner and there's so yeah. many different yeah there's like hundreds of them yeah. yeah exactly hairdressers and they're all in and one in this package deal and there was Sharky's Hotel in Virginia which is closed now since <laughs> they were doing ones every week Friday, Saturday, Sunday and I, my, I used to be a lifeguard in the swimming pool and we went on a Friday night to one of these dinners and there was this stand-up comedian who went on before the band now he was really old school one-liner but he, his jokes were quite good, but no one was listening to him. No one gave a shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it was just, the, the energy wasn't there. And the guy who bucked him was in the band, who I happened to know, asked me, would I do it the next night? And typical of me, being the Tommy Turner school, do every gig. I was like, oh, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll be ready for it. And uh, I, I felt I could do a better job than he could because... Yeah. Joe, he's a one-liner comedian. I'm more uh, a modern kind of contemporary comedian who can get in on the audience and make it work. And uh, so I arrived the next night. Uh, I was only like 27 with a Christmas dicky bow on me that made music, mm-hmm. and I died on my whole. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, and uh, and it was uh, and the audacity of me, the audacity of me to think I could do it. The audacity of me, and I had material about not liking Sally from Coronation Street. Now, who gives a shit about that when you're out with your mates? <laughs> uh, you know, at half eleven at night time, and you're in, you're onto your, your eight pint of Guinness. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the that's the realism of it. So uh, some gigs just won't work, and it took me a few years to realise that as well. So the greatest thing I learned that night is to never do a gig like that again. <laughs> Leave Coronation Street alone. Exactly, and she paid me. She paid me a hundred and. She was going to give me 100 euro, but she gave me 120 because I had to get a taxi to a 21st. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I remember getting a taxi and going in with my mates. I was telling all my mates, I was uh, at this stage, like I was telling my mates, I'm a comedian, I'm a professional comedian. And technically that night I was. And uh, but uh, I remember sitting down and going, this is, you know, you it's good to take punches in life, unfortunately. You know what I mean? But yeah. you can only take so many of them. And you do, have to, <laughs> you do have to cover yourself and make it easier for yourself. And ideally, what we all want as comedians is to, uh, which I have now, thankfully, is your audience and see where you're at. Yeah. You know, and, and go into the clubs where uh, audience want comedians for comedians' value alone. 
So yeah, well, I mean that's it because those Christmas things. I have been into one or two of them. Do you remember me and Crossy? Was it a year or two ago? A year ago? Two years ago? Two years ago, yeah. We, we did the 48 parties in 48 hours. Yeah. So yeah, we went yeah. around and we went into a few of those places. There was out on uh, one of the hotels in the N11. I think the Red Cow might do similar mm. ones where it's like yeah. 500, might even be a thousand people at a Christmas party, but they're all yeah. completely, you know, there are different companies and no one is mm. there for comedy. No, no, you might as well. You might as well have the Supermax bank holiday comedy gig that happens at half two in the morning in O'Connell Street. <laughs> no one gives a shit. No one gives a shit. And why, and it's, and who, who who loses? The vulnerable comedians. They're the ones who lose out. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, so uh, so it's, uh, it's knowing that and knowing that these exist. And, and the people who booked them aren't in the wrong either. That's the thing. Like, no one's in the wrong. I was after... I've had numerous people see me do gigs you know if it's in the laughter lounge or the Kilkenny Cats or the Vodafone and uh, for example one, one girl wanted me to do comedy at her hen night in Kilkenny in her house like she was going to uh, she, she was saying this is this the phone call I'm going to book your ticket because I wasn't driving I was still quite new at the time and she was going I'm going to book your ticket uh, to uh, to go to uh, get on the train and I'll pick you up my dad will pick you up in Kilkenny and we'll drive you out to the house and then you can do comedy for 15 women in a hen night now there's a fine line between a comedy gig and a strippogram <laughs> you definitely would have got stripped Oh yeah, they'd eat me alive, and no one would listen to me. Why? It's just walking into the wrong energy. But you know who's in the wrong there? No one, because the lady who bought me would have good intent because she's seen me before. Did you, you, know do, I mean? did you do so that gig, Fred? Did you? No, I didn't. I learned <laughs> at that stage. I learned. I could see the hazard a mile away. Yeah, you just uh, Tommy Tiernan sitting there, kind of going, "Is he going to do it?" Ha ha ha! Exactly. That was yeah, his job. Yeah, He's yeah. just telling all the comedians to do all those so uh, he can, you know, he can laugh at us all. <laughs> going to go, idiots! I can't believe they took that advice. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. Well, l- l- listen, some of them are great. That that hospital story. Wow. Yeah. Because I, I can it's see. Well, it. It's unbelievable, isn't it? I'll oh. never forget it. Yeah, I'll never oh. forget walking out, and I could, I could hear my footsteps on the ballroom floor. With, uh, through muted tears <laughs> did anyone oh, clap word. though Fred no because no one knew who I was what I was <laughs> and uh, and I was just and I, I bottled it as well I know uh, I, I did everything everything you shouldn't do as a comedian I did yeah, yeah. so I was spoke, that kind of I spoke, yeah I yeah. spoke too fast I I you know I messed up my words uh, I just and then I forgot my stuff and like this was years ago you know when you're starting off and so it's so those moments, you know, and you you never want to return to it. And yeah. Thankfully, I won't. Um, no, and uh, you've obviously since then have have thankfully not had to do those crazy gigs and you've yeah, done as you mentioned yeah. the, the cat laughs on the Vodafone and I know I, I'd ask you about any up and coming gigs you have because I know you're in the middle of a tour and stuff but like a lot of people we've spoken to this week um, one jobs are gone and gigs yeah. are gone so do, do you have anything yeah. locked down at the moment? Gig wise, well, you know, uh, I was kind of lucky because we just filmed the Tommy Tiernan show, and I was getting a new. So I, what, I, what, what, what I've had to cancel is work in progress shows. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so that's like this week and next week. So, and I have to cancel my island tours. I was doing a tour of the islands. Uh, like, so I have to cancel those. Well, postpone, well, not cancel them, postpone them. Reschedule them and make, yeah. make sure when they're yeah. coming back on, yeah. So, but I'm not, yeah. But as far as dates, uh, I've got my tour starts in September, October. Oh, Grant. Oh, so brilliant. So we'll be. Like, so, uh, and I think we'll need all, a laugh at that oh, stage. Oh, definitely, yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just can't wait to go. I just can't wait to, 
uh, sit down and talk to someone in the pub. Oh, <laughs> I know. Oh, oh I know. It's, like we're craving it after two days. We're just itching and we're losing our minds already. Yeah. And fingers exactly, crossed. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Sooner rather than I later, mean, we'll be back to normal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the thing, you know, and it's, uh, it's, it's strange times and it's, we, we've nothing to compare it to. No. You know, so it's uh, so I guess, and it's just one of those things. But if we if we if we stick to the rules, I I think we'll be fine. We'll be just fine, personally. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, what is your Instagram and Twitter and Facebook so uh, people can can stalk you online, see what you're up to, and catch you at the next my, gigs? Uh, my Instagram is Fredster Cook, and my Fredster Cook, and then my website is uh, FredCookComedian.com. FredCookComedian.com Comedian.com And my Twitter account is Kevin Bridges I <laughs> <laughs> love it he's a, big, he's a big fan of me at the moment okay, so You want speak. everyone to send the dick pics there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perfect Oh god so. um, Well listen Fred Thanks a million for coming on My Worst Gig this evening FredCookComedian.com um, You can All the links to your clips that are currently online All the links to your uh, Instagrams and Twitters And the next confirmed line of dates and gigs When when we know for certain Over the next Absolutely, couple of weeks and yeah. months there But yeah. listen Thanks a million for popping on We'll chat you again soon Thank you guys I'll see you soon Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.